Welcome to the podcast where we keep it real, talking all things women on the Iconic Women Show with your host, Michelle Watson, author, founder, public speaker, and certified performance coach. Get empowered and inspired while learning about overcoming adversity, spirituality, life, and business strategies that will help you achieve your goals. And now, here's your host, Michelle Watson. Hello there and welcome once again to another amazing episode of the Iconic Woman podcast and I am super thrilled again to be bringing another topic that I believe will be very important and meaningful to each and every one of us. I am yours truly, uh, Michelle Watson. I'm a business book creation mentor, business coach, multi-award winning speaker and the founder of The Iconic Woman. And today, the topic that I'm bringing to you, it's so important because and I, you know, I always say it's so important with any topic that I'm bringing forward because the things that I really want to present to this podcast or present on this podcast are things that we all go through in our daily lives or, you know, things that we have experienced or have some sort of experience concerning. And one of the things that I'm talking about is about letting go of the past, letting go of your past. And um, I remember uh, there was a quote by Lana Richo who says that when your past calls, don't answer. It has nothing new to say. <laughs> and I just found that, that 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 quote to be so, so powerful. Right. When your past calls, don't answer. It has nothing new to say. Now, you may be wondering what is so important about your past and what does it have to do with your life? Well, both here and now, as well as in the future. So let's take a, a, a brief look at my story that I shared with you before. So I shared with you how I went through, you know, the experience of going through an abusive relationship and that planted some seeds in my life uh, that in order for me to move on, I had to uproot and discard some of these seeds. You know, I really had to uproot them because they were germinating and they were creating elements of me or, or, or causing my character to be a bit deformed. And one of those seeds was fear. And, you know, I spoke about the fact that Jekyll and Hyde, as I, as I call him, embedded in me not only the fear of falling in love again, but also the fear of failure. Because, you see, because of the negative things he said and done to me, I was made to think I will never be good enough, which also brought me to the fear of acceptance, the fear of being accepted. And so I felt like everything that I did, it needed to be validated. I, I didn't have confidence in my decision making i didn't have i no longer had confidence in anything that i did you know so i i didn't even have confidence in my own voice and so i questioned everything that i that i said or that i did or every opinion that i had or every decision that i made because i no longer trusted my own instincts i no longer trusted my own feelings <laughs> you know it's so deep how how these things can 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 get get rooted into your life and without you even recognizing it or even connecting the dots to realize that that's where that actually came from and it took me going through the paces and you know really doing some work on myself to recognize and, and connect dots and see where all of these things started from. So there may be some things, some traits or some ways about you right now. And if you really sat and think about it, you didn't actually, you, you didn't actually operate that way. You, you, you know, if you look back at the beginning, you never, you, you never, you 
never necessarily, I don't know why my words weren't coming out, had that way about you before. And so then it then leaves you with the question of when did this come about? What happened for you to now start navigating your life in this way? Another seed that was planted was unforgiveness. Now, many of us can 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 relate to this. Seeds of unforgiveness planted by the things that people have done. And so this one was a very difficult one for me. I'm not going to lie. I am not. Listen, I don't want nobody to tell me that forgiveness is easy because I know that it's not. It is not easy. <laughs> yes, you know, people tend to think that, you know, if you forgive that you're weak. That's actually wrong. I believe that having the ability to forgive makes you the stronger individual because it takes so much strength <laughs> to forgive <laughs> it's it's very easy to to carry on forgiveness right but it takes a lot of strength to forgive so i believe the person that ha- forgives is actually the stronger stronger individual and as i mentioned i found it difficult i found it very difficult the word forgiveness <laughs> it takes a lot of effort to apply in one's daily life you know, when the disciples ask Jesus, you know, if, 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 if someone offends me, if my neighbor offends me, how many times should I give, forgive them? Seven times? So to hear 70 times 70 in a day, <laughs> it's no joke. It is no joke. But how, how easy is it for, for someone to instruct you to forgive? It's so easy. It's so easy for somebody to say to you, you need to forgive. But the thing is, is it that easy to do? It's not that easy to do. And don't feel guilty if your answer was no. Don't feel guilty. I would say pay more attention to to working yourself to get into that point. But not that you should feel guilty. I know that feeling all too well. I know it all too well. You see, many, t- many tend to, to, to think that by you being the one that is always saying sorry, that, oh, you know, she's just weak. She's just weak. Um, and I think even me, when I, when I forgave Jekyll and Hyde, I think, I think my family and I, think, and I believe my friends as well, they thought I was weak. I remember my friend saying to me, boy, you're, you're good because I couldn't even exchange words with him. I don't even want to see him on the street, you know, or even to much less exchange words with him. But I tell you right now, and I, I repeat it again, forgiveness is a sign of strength. Uh, but, but as I mentioned, looking back, I, I realized how hard it was for me. And the level of, strength, level of strength it took for me to actually forgive. After all that I went through and the bad decisions I made, I then I actually started hating myself as well. You know, as my ex-husband, I started hating him. I started hating, I was hating him as well as I was hating myself. I blamed myself for making the wrong choices and for messing up. To me, I messed up my life and I messed up that of my children. So I not only needed to find the strength to forgive him, but I also needed to find the strength to forgive myself. And not being able to do that kept me stagnant for a long while. Many of us don't realize how unforgiveness and things from our past holds us stagnant. Now think about an image of you trying to move forward, you know, with all the weight of today. But yet you're still carrying the weight of tomorrow. The weight of, sorry, I'm saying the weight of tomorrow, the weight of yesterday. The weight of yesterday is still attached to your ankles. And you're you're holding in your hands the weight of today and you're trying to push forward. You know, you may at times find times when you've taken 10 steps forward and about 100 back because the weight of the past is still pulling you back. And you may be asking yourself, you know, can someone hate or even yet forgive themselves? 
And many people carry resentment, resentment against themselves without even realizing it and find it actually more difficult to forgive themselves than even others. I carried so much hatred, so much hatred and bitterness in myself, you know, against my ex that even just hearing his name made my, my blood boil. I would, I would attend an event and as soon as he entered, I would then leave, not realizing I was only ruining my life. I, I ask yourself, how many times have you been engulfed with bitterness towards someone after they have offended you and you spent so much time focusing on it, focusing on it whilst they carry on with their life? Like you're busy carrying bitterness for them and they're, they're busy living their own life. And I've come to find that real forgiveness is in is, is inner peace, that inner peace. And, and that the only way to really be free is to be able to forgive and let go. And that is when you really begin to live and really begin to shine. You, you know, Iana Van Zandt, she said, when something someone says or does upsets you, your upset is not about the other person. Feelings are triggered within you when an external source bumps into something that is already there. And that made me think when I read, I read the book and I, and I saw that quote, I had to actually stop and say to myself, okay, what's going on with me? What's going on with me that's making this bitterness fuel like this? And I realized that I was carrying a hatred against myself. I was carrying unforgiveness against myself, right? And it was it was almost like the forgiveness was, the, I'm saying the forgiveness, the hatred for him was being equally fueled by the hatred that I was carrying for myself. You see, there are times that we may feel like we have forgiven, but we really haven't. And I experienced that. I thought I was there. I thought I had forgiven. I thought I was the bigger person when I when I remained peaceful on the call, even when he was you know, screaming or swearing, and I just remained silent. I thought I had forgiven. Out of sight, out of mind, right? <laughs> I, I didn't seem, so I didn't have to deal with him. So I thought that I had forgiven. And I would speak to him and show all the right signs outside, but inside was a different story. However, I felt a wave of joy when the day came that he sent me a text asking me to forgive him for all he had done to me. And the reason why I felt this joy is because at this point, I honestly was able to reply and say, you are already forgiven. This time I was honestly able to say that because I knew deep within me that I had forgiven. I was able to see him, hear him without feeling that bitter burn in my belly, like that anger, like seriously, like do we realize how deep, <laughs> how deep we can get with our hatred? I don't know if we realize how deep we can get with hatred and unforgiveness, but I felt so much joy when I was able to recognize that I had true forgiveness. Forgiveness is healing. Believe me, it is healing because carrying bitterness and unforgiveness can make you so sick. And I know that I'm just talking about seeds from the past and I've dwelt on unforgiveness a bit longer than I've dealt with other points or I may be dealing with other points. But the reason is because unforgiveness is so out there. It's so embedded within so many of us and you may not even necessarily recognize how deep it, it has been but i've recognized the joy in having true forgiveness the freedom and the true empowerment that it's given to me the true virtual forgiveness is is being able to have compassion for those who have wronged you and letting go it is truly a sweet feeling to be 
to be as free as a bird <laughs> soaring through the sky with no strings holding you back, feeling so light within you, no negative thoughts towards anyone, including yourself, including yourself, because true forgiveness is not experienced until you've also forgiven yourself, forgiven yourself for any mistakes that you've made, you know, any, any, any mishaps that have come along the way. I'm going to move on from unforgiveness because I could just go into this. And I think, you know, I'm going to have a separate podcast that is going to be around unforgiveness because I think it's a deep topic and something that you can't just brush over in a few minutes. But another seed from the, that I carried from the past was low self-esteem for the fact that I was ridiculed and had a fear of what others thought about me. I also began not to believe in myself and my capabilities and it carried through, you know, it carried through the anxiety that I went through. It carried through the lack of confidence that I had in even hearing my voice. So even doing this podcast just shows the growth. It showed the growth that I've been able to experience since then. I reached to a point I didn't want to hear my voice. So I wanted to be the quietest person in the room because by me being silent, I didn't then have to question if what I said made sense. I didn't have to question. And so to now hear people come to me and ask me questions and say, there's so much wisdom in what you've said. It just shows that God can work with anyone and any level that you're at. He's powerful. And even though people may have made you feel small, you need to know and understand that you have a God that sees you as powerful and believes and, and knows that you're powerful because he knows what he has placed within you. Even if society is trying to make you believe different, God knows the level of what he has placed in you and he wants you to show up at that level. But the devil doesn't. And so he will send all of these things on your pathway to stop you from getting there. And that is why recognizing the things that you have gone through in the past is so important because it will help you to realize that you're not actually this individual. The situations and the experiences that you've gone through in life has embedded or planted these seeds for you to think that you're this individual. Another seed that was planted was a lack of trust. I, I didn't trust people anymore. But what was even worse was that I no longer trusted myself. And I figured that if I could have such a poor judgment of this Jekyll and Hyde character in my life by not entering just into a relationship, but a marriage and having children together with this individual, then I no longer could trust my own decisions or judgments. And so now when you go around and you say, oh, I don't trust people, actually ask yourself, where did that come from? Because it came from something or it came from someone or it came from you experiencing certain things or even seeing somebody else experience things. It may, it could have even been your parents. You've seen your parents experience different challenges in life with individuals and the fact that they have been failed by trusting other people. But I don't call it a failure. I call it a lesson. And so I don't think you should go on a pathway of not trusting people, but being able to develop that skill in knowing the people to trust and knowing the ones not to, because there's still good people out there. There's still good people out there. Another seed that was planted was belief. Belief. And your question to me would possibly be, how does these seeds from my past hold me back from creating the life I desire or affect my belief system? Well, did you know that your current behavior patterns, feelings, your personality traits, 
and beliefs were, are all shaped by past events that you have experienced. Think about that for a moment. Every experience you have lived right from your childhood may be dramatically interfering your life right now. Even, even the ones that may seem irrelevant or even insignificant. And this may be surprising to some of you listening, but whether you want to believe it or not, your past can indeed affect your present and future if you allow it to. It can inevitably affect everything that you're doing right now without even you recognizing it. And if you don't become aware of the connection between your past, your present and your future, you may never really recognize the things that you actually need to work on. You see, the source of your belief system is from tends to come mostly from your, your early childhood memories and what formed your belief about the world. You know, as a child, you may have grown up, you know, even being scared of snakes. I, I, I remember Alicia was always one that was quick to touch animals and creatures. She never shied away from snakes or frogs. I remember her going on a trip to like a, a mini zoo with, with her child minder and she took pictures holding snakes. She touched turtles when she was at, this was, she was at the age of three and she touched all of these things <laughs> and all of a sudden this girl is scared of an ant like she's literally scared of an ant her perspective on things you know that innocent changes by what we hear we hear snakes you know from a sting of a snake you can die because it's poisonous you know we hear all of these things and it eventually shapes your fears and you know, your beliefs. All right. I'm going to share an example with you. And you have to remember that. Or I want you to look at it from, from, from the avenue of a blueprint. Because I, I tend to think that your life is, is, is formed or shaped in the way of a blueprint. And let's say a blueprint of a building. You know, a builder is going to come and build based on the blueprint that is there of that building, whatever the architect has built, has drawn, right? And he's building based on that blueprint. And I believe that your beliefs are, are blueprints of your life and you navigate your life around those beliefs, right? So let, let's, let's look at an example of, of a young boy, maybe growing up in a home where he witnessed either his mother or his older sisters cheating on their boyfriend or cheating on his father. Right. Sneaking calls and two timing the guys who, who, who may treat who may have treated her like a queen and seeing, you know, even though she is receiving loyalty from the, the, the man, she's cheating. This young boy can possibly grow up with the perception that no matter how nice a guy is to a girl, all girls will still cheat. And he's growing up with this perspective and this belief. And this can this, whether you believe it or not, this can actually determine how this young man will then treat women, right? Because this belief can unfortunately cause this young man not to have any steady relationships, even after finding a lovely and loyal woman, because already the image is painted to him that no woman should be trusted. No woman should be trusted. Two beliefs that really imprinted my life from my childhood growing up and one of them is a common one to many of us go to school get good grades 
so that you can get a good job. You have to work hard to get money. Money doesn't come easy. How many of you can relate to those statements? And so you've come, you've entered into this mouse trap, or would I say a hamster wheel of believing that unless you are doing three jobs, unless you're working all the overtimes in that you can grab, you will never earn money or earn sufficient money. But there's ways of earning money that is smart working, working smart and allowing money to work for you instead of you struggling and working for money. And, you know, coming from maybe like a Caribbean background, you wouldn't, for me, and talking from my experience, you weren't necessarily told about told about the different ways that you can invest, even in schools. You're not necessarily told about, you know, investing so that money can work for you. But and can I be on it? Very honest. The, 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 the next one I only I only got rid of recently, and it was brought to my attention by two individuals that came across I came across in my life, and in separate conversations held with them, I was asked the question. Do you celebrate your wins, Michelle? It was an eye-opening question for me. And I, and I had to work on this. I had to do some personal development around this because I actually did not celebrate my wins. I thought that what I was doing was not good enough. And where did this come from? During my years of school, I, I was always recognizing the group of high achievers. But my nan would still always say, you could do better. <laughs> Listen, nothing was too good for my nan. Nothing was good enough. Whether it, would, it was cleaning the house, doing chores, anything I did resulted in the same statement. And this remained within me. This remained with me. So I, it was hard for me to celebrate my wins because even when I won, I felt like I could have done better. So I was always hard on myself. And this led me to even having challenges getting a good night's sleep because I could not switch off. If I was working on a project or even just doing anything around the house, I could not settle to sleep until it was completed. Right now, I'm just sharing these with you because these are just simple examples of how seeds possibly embedded in your blueprint or in your blue in your belief may somehow even resonate with mine and may have been going unnoticed. So you, there may be certain things that you're doing and you've not actually taken a stop to actually ask yourself, where did this come from? Where did I inherit this idea from or this thought or this perspective from? Did I always have it that men are dogs? Did I, did I always have that perspective? Okay, wh where did I get it from? Because it's a generalized statement and we can't walk around generalizing these things because not all, not all men are dogs. You actually have men out there that are trying. And you know, these are topics that we're going to go even further into. Right. So you have to then ask yourself, where did I where did I come up with these realizations or um, where did I come up with these 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 ideas or ideologies? Where did I get them from? So for those of you thinking like what's what's a belief system? Well, a belief system is a set of mutually supported beliefs. Many tend to think that belief is just related to religion. Right. But what I'm talking about is the different number of beliefs that you pick up along the way. Some that may have even been passed down to you by your parents or various communities that you have been in. I hope that makes sense. Have you ever stopped and thought about the fact that actually some of the things that you believe today, to this very day, some of the things that you actually believe is not actually true. Some things that you were told and that you've taken on as your beliefs are not actually yours. <laughs> now, what do I mean when I say this? 
if there's something that was potentially passed down to you or put into your mind from an early age or at different stages of your life, then how can they be yours if you didn't originally create them? So if your if your beliefs have come from someone else, for example, your parents, from your friends or from school or wherever it may be, would it make sense that you have to accept it for it to actually belong to you? I hope I'm not going too deep here. <laughs> but there's so many that believe certain beliefs are true. Let's 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 look at Santa Claus for a minute. Oh, by the way, I hope you do know that Santa Claus is not real, right? <laughs> now, you know the truth. Now you know the truth. But as a child growing up, if you were like me, you would have believed Santa Claus was real. That, you know, Santa Claus is going to come flying down the chimney, even if he didn't have a chimney. Because <laughs> many of us didn't have a chimney. And we still believe that Santa Claus was going to come down this chimney and eat up the cookies and drink the milk and leave presents for you under the tree. And you get up in the morning and you look and you see presents under the tree and you 100% believe that it was from Santa, even if you didn't have a chimney. Yeah, you believe it was from Santa. You, from Santa, you 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 drink the you see the the, the milk uh, emptied out of the glass and only cookie crumbs left, and you are hundred percent convinced Santa visited you. But where did that come from? If you if it's like you, if I should say if you're like me, <laughs> it came from your parents. Okay, where did your parents get it from? From their parents. And the list goes on and on. So, does it not beg for us to then ask the question, other beliefs that we have had, are they really ours? Or were they just given to us and we took them on? We took them on. You may cook a certain way because that's the way that your mum cooked and passed it on to you. Not necessarily mean that your creativity is in it. You only took it on and you're doing the same thing that your mom taught you. Yes, the food may taste good, but have you ever thought to yourself, maybe the food would even taste better if I did my own creation? Deep, right? The reason why I'm going here is because a lot of the things that you say about yourself is not actually true. A lot of the things that you say, you know, oh, I'm not a morning person. Who said that you're not a morning person? Have you actually been put into the position to be a morning person? Who said that you, you're not a morning person? If push came to shove and you needed to get up five o'clock in the morning in order to keep that roof over your head or in order to save somebody in your family's life, you would see if you're not a morning person. So a lot of, lot of things we've taken on that is not actually ours. Society has come with, oh, I'm, you know, think this thing about not being a morning person. Right? There's a lot of things that you are taking on that's not actually true and is not actually yours, but you've taken it on. It's been said or it's been impressed upon you by the reaction of others or what other people have said. But is it actually yours? You see, are you are you ready to really expand your limiting beliefs or will you keep giving up because somebody else said something concerning you that you've taken on board? Because when it comes to your belief, you can be either limited or you can be limitless. The choice is completely yours. You may say, so Michelle, what, why is it so important for us to pay attention to these seeds? Well, for me, this is what I realized about myself. Fear, the seed fear stopped me from taking the actions needed in order to achieve my goals. 
it held me back in a lot of instances. Low self-esteem, it removed my confidence and switched off the spark that was in me. Unforgiveness, it made me bitter and stagnant. Doubt turned me into a procrastinator. Lack of trust made me lose out on amazing opportunities because I'm like, I don't think I can trust that person. The statement, work hard for money, I spent years of working hard instead of working smart. Not good enough? I always had the belief in myself and not... Oh, Sorry, I, I lacked belief in myself and didn't believe that I should celebrate any of my wins because I thought that it wasn't good enough. Seeds. When planted, they will germinate. And so you have to be mindful, even as mothers, as parents, you have to be mindful of the seeds that you're also planting in your children. Just by the way that you even correct them, it can leave a seed. And so you have to be very, very mindful. And I want everyone to stop and think about about a ship for a moment, a massive, beautiful ship with potential. Everyone is on board and ready to set sail. If every, everybody's on board, they're ready to set sail, right? And if that ship is still anchored, how far will that ship go? Even though it has all the beautiful things on it, even though it's, it's fully equipped, fully resourced, everything is there, ready to set sail. But if it is still anchored, are you going to get the full benefit of the ship? You're not. Because a ship is meant to set sail, not to remain anchored. And for many that are listening and tuning in right now, you have allowed your life to be anchored because you have been, been held by the anchor of your past. You see, your life is just the same. No matter how full of potential you are with all your degrees and masters, think about yourself and imagine everything from your past being a chain attached to you like an anchor. All your limiting beliefs, all your traumatic experiences and the negative words spoken to you. They're all chained to you like an anchor. My question to you is how far will you go? So why would you not think that your past is not necessary for you to pay attention to? To look at what it is that you're still carrying from that past in your present. Because everything boils down to how you handle the situation. In life, it's not your challenges that matter. And I believe I've said this before, but how you deal with them. This is what determines what the outcome will be. You make the decisions and the decisions you make today will be the future you have tomorrow. So having an awareness is important. You need to be aware of the experiences that happened in your life from childhood, which have affected you the most. You need to know what is, what is wrong before you can fix what is wrong. You also then need to admit, I want you to pay attention because these are all A's that I'm giving you, I should have mentioned. The first A is awareness. The second A is admission, admit. As well as becoming aware, you need to also admit you are carrying that limiting belief. You're carrying the seed around with you that is affecting you and accept that how it is affecting you. There is no way you can change a limiting belief before admitting you have it. You're not going to bring a car to the mechanic unless you think that something is wrong with the car. An account. Have an account of how you, you developed or learned this belief. Figure out at what point did this chain start holding, holding you back. And this could be very significant to how you need to get rid of it. Affirm. This is normally the most difficult step, but one of the most important ones. It's so important. This is to prove the opposite of the, to, 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 to prove the opposite of the limiting belief, if that makes sense. You have to affirm and 
create that belief because if you have a, a limiting belief not only do you need to get rid of it but you need to then put something back in its place so if you're removing the negative you then need to feed yourself back with the positive to counteract that 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 negative and prevent that negative from coming back for example the young man i spoke about you know may the young man that i spoke about that scene you know, maybe his sisters or his mother cheating may grow up having that seed of jealousy within him, right? And because he has that belief that, that all women are cheaters, he now it now he now needs to create the belief that it's not true. He needs he needs to kind of prove to himself that it's not true and broadcast it by by declaring it in his actions, right? In order to get rid of that belief. Right. So he cannot continue in a place of jealousy and believe that he's going to get rid of the belief that all women are cheats. So he then needs to go back. He can't just get rid of the jealousy. He needs to go back and dig up the seed or dig up the root of what was planted. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. But above all things, you have to you have to come to a place where you say to yourself, it's time for me to let go. It's time for me to let go. You see, all the seeds I spoke about earlier can be fixed by changing that belief of what you really want it to be or to what you really want it to be. Your own belief can, as I mentioned, either make you or break you. And you can allow your past, you can either allow your past to make to, to make you or break you. You can either decide to deal and address your past, deal with and address your past. Or allow it to dictate what your future is going to be. I was allowing my past to break me. When I was using it as an excuse to give up. Rather than looking into it as a, a challenge. And a reason for me to rise above. You know when I finally got the understanding of, of what it is that I was going through. And, and why I was experiencing it, all of these things. I was then able to turn the downside of those challenges into the upside of renewing my life. And I decided to use my past and experiences to help others. And become a big part of my why and my purpose instead of using it as an anchor to hold me back. I once read in an article that one's ability to envision the future is strongly influenced by one's past memories. And as you tend to use the memories of the past experiences to predict what your life will be like in the future. You have to come across some people that will say their life is not going to come to anything in the future as all they have had in the past is bad luck. So it's time to let go. It's time to let go. And I'm talking about Disney's let it go, let it go. I'm saying <laughs> frozen. And think about that. Think about that song, actually. Let it go. Because if you don't let it go, you're going to become frozen. Ah, peak. I'm saying that the best way to get over your past in order to live in the present and create the life you desire for your future is to let go. Once you do, you will experience the true feelings of inner peace. Let certain things go so that you can grow. And that's what I want to leave you with today. Let certain things go so that you can grow. I hope that these few words has been an encouragement to you. And has spoken to you in areas that you needed to hear it. Once again, as I always say, do take the time to share with a friend. Share with a loved one. If you believe that this word or this encouragement is really for them and you believe that it can make a difference. 
And as I always say, a story not shared is a message not heard and a life not saved. So what is it that you have to share with the world? Yes, I'm sharing by the podcast, but what is it that you have to share with your world, with the world? What thought has come to you? What is it that you have experienced that maybe if you put it out there, it will help someone from falling in that very same trap that you were able to free yourself from? Don't be silent. Someone needs your voice. I remain yours truly, Michelle Watson. You go out there and not only live the life that you desire, but also see how you can also help somebody else to create the life that they desire to live. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Iconic Women Show. We look forward to having you again. So don't forget to subscribe and do the three R's. Leave your ratings, reviews, and recommend to your family and friends.